and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry, and this is my lovely co-host, Kirsty Logan. Hi, Heather. I'm Hello. not usually lovely. What no, have I done? No, you're not. No. <laughs> what have I done today? Is it because I've made your coffee? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's because I got all the different vegan milks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I milked all the I'm, vegans. I'm anyone's. Yeah. Get me any, any vegan anything, and I'm anyone's. Yep. So today, we are talking about The Waitress by Sinclair Smith from 1992. Can I just put my hand up? right now and say this is one of the rare ones that I actually had. And do you remember what you thought of it at the time? Um, I think I really liked it, mm-hmm. but I can't fathom that now. No, because I remember I loved it. I think it was one of my favourite books mm. and I was a moron. I think it's because it's so dinery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there was a sort of American style diner in Sheffield Meadow Hall, um, which is the nearest shopping centre to me. <laughs> and I had a birthday party there, probably around eight or nine or ten. Which Could might have be been more specific there. <laughs> I was between zero and twenty. <laughs> One of my birthday parties, <laughs> definitely before I was twenty-one. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember it specifically because I had an ice cream float. That's ice cream on top of a coke, and it made me sick because it's so fucking disgusting. Yeah, like, sounds See, I hate fizzy drinks, that. so that sounds disgusting to me. It's just awful. Just don't do it. But I think it probably played into that love of like American kitschy things that I had when I was a teenager. Which See, again, now I can't I fathom. It. No, but I loved it as well. And to me, the thought of being a waitress in a diner was like one of the most glamorous things that I could imagine, especially because they wear the little outfits and mm. things, which we'll get into. But I just thought it was so glamorous, everything about it, and the name badges, everything. Friends has got a lot to answer for, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe she worked on that diner where she had the mass- massive fake flammable boobs. Annika. And had the skates on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> anyway, so The Waitress is by Sinclair Smith, who weirdly is actually called Donna Smith. Oh. Uh, okay, don't know why she no, used a different no. name, but okay. there you go. Um, so of I Dream Date fame. Of, of Dream Date fame, uh, which is, as you may remember, was our favourite from season one. Mm. I'm going to say The Waitress is not our favourite. Bit of a fall from gonna grace. Call it, I'm going to call it right now. I'm going <laughs> to give her a break because we're going to do more Sinclair Smith in the future. So we can see then whether maybe she was just on a deadline, maybe mm-hmm. she was having a bad day. Who knows? Yeah, maybe she'd not worked into it. So it's either that Dream Date was an anomaly in being good, or this is an anomaly in being bad. We'll find out when we do the next one. Or a whole spread is on a spectrum. Yeah, it could be. And Dream Date is just at the top. It could be. I looked up Donna Smith. This is my new thing. I'm going to look up yeah, all the authors. Yeah, it's my new. Don't know why. So she's the author of the novelization of Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted it to just get a bit more nineties. Do you think we can get away with doing that on a bonus episode? Uh, would mean we would have to read it. Yeah, I kind of really want Which is what puts to. me off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love how bad Armageddon is as a yeah. movie. <laughs> I remember we used to call it Armageddon, and we thought we were really clever. That's awful. It's not good, is it? I should be ashamed. <laughs> I mean, I am. I've never, I've never been on. funny. Also, what me and my brother used to do, which we thought was fucking hilarious. Do you remember Captain Planet? Mm-hmm. Captain Planet... He's our hero. 
gonna take pollution down to zero. And me and Ross, my brother, used to sing, Captain Planet, he's our hero, gonna take pollution up to 100. Which doesn't even rhyme. No. It's not clever. Why? We thought we were so funny. I thought you were going to do, going to do something about poo. See, that would have been clever. That would have been clever. Well, going to take pollution up to 100. <laughs> Kids are morons. Oh, we're so stupid. They really are. Kid jokes. Jesus. Oh, she's also written Six Point Horrors, which is ah, what I was going to okay. say. So we've got plenty more to, to decide to which is with. the anomaly. Let's find out. Okay, so tell me about the cover of The Waitress. Well, um, it's, it's, a, it's quite... It's a very slim book, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. font. And yet felt long. Um, <laughs> so we're looking down at a table and there's a red check sort of... Um, it looks plasticky. Yeah. It's like the like wipe clean, easy sort of top um, with a plate with a smear of ketchup on it. Is and, it ketchup? Well, or is it blood? It definitely looks like ketchup. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and a salt and pepper shaker and the salt's fallen over <gasps> terrifyingly um, and there's sodium a... oh. Okay, over. <laughs> oh be careful um, and a knife a very big chef's knife is sticking in the receipt sorry check and on the check it says have a nice day in aggressive orange marker do you think that's aggressive? yeah I would say red would be aggressive Maybe that's too much red. It's too bold. Yeah. It's got <laughs> nice shiny writing though. Shiny writing. Doesn't seem to really go, that writing to me. No, they could have had like a kind of retro 50s yeah, font. But they didn't. Um, and it says, the customer is always wrong. Dead wrong. <gasps> Which is kind of all right, kind of shit. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to say the customer is always dead. That's worse. <laughs> no, I'm not having that at all. No. Excuse me, do we need to do my Captain Planet joke again? <laughs> okay, the standard is low. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay, then. Okay. Um, I think it's weird. Like, it looks unfinished, that design to me. Like, that's a that's a bad second draft. Do you know what I mean? No, the, like that should have something else on it. Her name's too close to the bottom. It is, actually. Like, it's been cut wrong. <laughs> like, there's... The graphic design is all over the place. And it's weird that you would have the tagline just above her name and also in the same colour font. Yeah. It's also, you should only really have two fonts. Oh. And there's like four. Yeah, <laughs> it's not not good. Anyway, we should get um, Susie McConnell, who does our theme tune. She's a graphic designer by she trade. Is. Weirdly enough, her job is not to do theme tunes, although it should be. <laughs> but she's also a very good graphic designer. But we should get her on to like, critique, it. critique the covers of like, yes. why they do or don't conform to the rules of design. And then it's a different font for the title on the side. Because it's too big and shit looking. Oh, that's weird. Would you just think they would have alerted him, them to the fact it's too big and shit looking <laughs> on the front? No, let's keep it there and then just change it on the side and then on the back. So let's get into the book. So. Wait, can I? Oh, okay. I think this is the worst fake start to any point horror. Can I read you the start? No, I was just about to tell you the start. Okay, sorry, go on. Okay, you do it. No, no, you do no, it. No, no, you do it. Okay. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Doesn't, it's my turn, but you can have your turn. That's fine. <laughs> Well, I'll I'm not gonna... go and I'll come back in an hour. <laughs> oh, she's had episode. a coffee. She's had a coffee and she's all sassed up. I'm going to scream, thought Paula. She watched as the thin, bird-like figure of a man paced frantically back and forth in front of her, making wild, frenzied gestures. He's insane, she thought helplessly. If I have to listen to his raving for one more minute, I'll lose my mind. All right, by, already by this point, I'd figured out what the fuck it was. Yeah. The real torture was his voice, that horrible screeching. 
fingernails scraping against a blackboard was the only way to describe the way it made you feel. All right, she's talking about a fucking teacher. It's not relevant to the story in any way. Yeah, awful. Awful start. Yeah, it's really bad. That's all I had to say. So back over to you, Kirsty Logan. Thank you. I actually like the way you did that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So that girl thinking is Paula McLaughlin. She's daydreaming in her English class as her teacher who, uh, believably enough, is called Aloysius T. Woods. Of course he is. Of course that's a person's name. (laughs) Aloysius. Talks about suspense. And he mentions The Birds by Daphne du Maurier, which I've written in my notes. Mistake. Do not make us think of a better book. (laughs) Don't, if you're writing a not a very good book, don't reference other better books because it makes us think, I wish I was reading that book instead. Do you think they've been told to do that? Because so many point horror books mention either a horror writer or a specific horror book. No, it's only ever Stephen King, isn't it? When do they do other ones? No, there's in uh, one of the ones in our upcoming episodes, they mention a specific book. Oh, do they? And I I think when they write point horror things, they're given a checklist of things they have to do. That's a weird thing to include. Yeah, it is. But I th- yeah, why would they do it? I don't know. Also, I didn't know that Daphne du Maurier had written The Birds. Yeah, it's a short story. It's really different than the film, though. Really? She also she did Don't Look, Don't, Don't Look Now as well. Yes, I've got mm-hmm. that and I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love The Birds because one of my favourite comedy sketches of all time is a reference to The Birds. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Big Train? Oh, yeah. They had a really, really funny takeoff of The Birds, which was about, um, it was the working class instead of the birds. So there's oh. a really posh woman sitting there and she was looking at a like playground and there was one guy in like a flat cap and a like long brown jacket going, <laughs> all right, darling, all right, darling. And she sort of looks away and smokes again and she looks back over and there's 15. And she goes, it's just yes, yeah, yeah. so funny. There's just something so sinister about the working class. <laughs> Look that up, listeners. That does sound good. Yeah, you can listen to us talk about shit media and we'll tell you about some good as well. media. Okay, so we need to go back to Aloysius T. Woods talking about the birds because this is what he says. So as you review your assignment, I want you to keep the birds in mind and think about other things, even people, and what your reaction would be if they did something unexpected, something out of the ordinary. The babysitter, the cleaning lady, the janitor, these are people we all take for granted, don't we? But if the babysitter tries to burn down the house and the cleaning woman tries to smother the children in their beds, which aren't those examples the wrong way round? Wouldn't, oh, yeah. wouldn't the babysitter kill the children? Anyway, whatever. Did somebody edit this book? <laughs> and the cleaning woman tries to smother the children in their beds. That's something unexpected again. Just imagine finding out that the janitor is an international terrorist. Wouldn't that be unexpected? <laughs> His voice screeched to a maddening crescendo. And I've just written, he is going through some shit. Yeah. Can oh. you imagine your teacher screeching in a maddening crescendo? Also, he hates the help. Yeah. Fear, fear the working class is what I'm hearing there. There's just something mm. so sinister about the Why are we afraid class? that the janitor is a terrorist and not the teacher? Yeah. Or... Why is it the cleaning lady, not the CEO? I mean, it's obviously meant to set us up for the shit ending. Yeah. Poorly. Oh, let's not get into the shit ending yet. Oh, oh my unfortunately, God. Unfortunately, we have to. Ugh. Okay. So then we also meet Cora Lynn Haley. Pale blonde hair. Ding, ding, ding. If you've got your point horror bingo. <gasps> Not white. Not white blonde. Not white. There's a lot of blondes in these books, even though it's quite rare to have blonde hair. Do you know what I read? I read that 1 to 2% of the population has green eyes and 1 to 2% of the population has 
red hair. And yet every fucking Point Horror book has a red head in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I've definitely heard green eyes as well. So overrepresented. Mm. I mean, redheads are great. Yeah. That's a given. But let's not kid that ours is naturally red. Sorry. Despite living in Scotland, we do not have red hair. <laughs> I once had a Chinese masseuse, like, uh, in China, scratching through my head to try and find out if it was real or not. Because they so rarely see redheads there, because mm-hmm. you can't dye, like, very dark hair red very easily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had to be, like, through my Mandarin-speaking friend, be like, no, it's not real. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Anyway, so Coraline hates Paula because Coraline's boyfriend, Garth Zvecka, might have maybe flirted with her sort of. And I've written, oh God, another book about girls fighting over a mediocre man. Excellent. Just what the world needs. That's all we do. We just fight over basic bitch men. Yeah. When we're not doing this podcast, that's all we do is argue about men. Literally scratch each other's eyes out. That's why we have short hair so we can't grab it and yank it. You're some <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> so Paula thinks that Coraline has been following her around and smiling at her. <laughs> what a bitch. What a cow. So number one, this plot element is never picked up again for the rest of the book. And number two, instead of thinking that Coraline fancies her, which I'm sorry, if someone follows you around and smiles at you, they probably fancy you. Why wouldn't you think that? Imagine imagine you walking around and then you realise that I've been following you and then you turn around to confront me and I just go. Yeah, that works really well on audio, Heather. <laughs> yeah. Imagine visual. a sort of mugging smile. Yeah, like a, that, mm. that was really, really funny, sarcastic as well. A really sarcastic <laughs> smile. I love that being it's an issue. Terrible. What's wrong with her? She keeps smiling She's at me. smiling at me. So anyway, she doesn't think that Coraline fancies her. She thinks... So Paula thinks, I want to threaten Coraline and get rid of her for good. Which you're like, why? Yeah. What's she done? Nothing. I just feel like here, Sinclair Smith is trying so hard to set up suspects that Paula just seems utterly bonkers. Yeah. Like overreacting wildly to everything. Yeah. I mean, throughout, she's not great. No. She's terrible. She's one of the worst heroines I think we've had. I think she's dire. But this beginning chapter, I feel like, was like a retcon. Like, it was rewritten afterwards. Like, she'd written the whole book, and then the editor or whoever was like, there's not enough threat early on. You need to, like, set up more threat. And so she was like, okay, let's have a a screeching teacher and a girl who keeps smiling at me. Like, no. Maybe that speaks to, like, bisexual issues. Because you know how Mm. sometimes you think... Someone's your, you can't tell whether someone is asking you out on a date or like to go out for coffee as a friend. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, if it's a woman and you're like, I don't, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah, maybe it's the same thing. What? Yeah. She's just doing it the opposite way. She's like, is she smiling at me because she hates me? Does she want to kill me? <laughs> Whereas Coraline's just like, I quite like her. I fancy her, yeah. She should be thinking, girlfriend or friend, not threat. Threat to my <laughs> life. Oh God, that's another anxiety I can feel coming in now. The third option. Yeah, there you go. Is this a date or are we friends or are you trying to kill kill me? me? (laughs) It's just so fucking hard to date these days. (laughs) So many options. (laughs) So I have to say the queer subtext in this is incredible. I think it's most of the queeriest subtext. You're staring at me as if you disagree. I, I have not. You're the queen of the queer subtext. I know. We I've have missed it. We've completely swapped roles lately. We really have. What is that about? I'm going to go through my 
queer subtext on this. I think it's the only one that's queer in this is the Robot Stein one with a character called Bender who keeps <laughs> falling over with his legs open. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who was it? Wes Trevor preferred the company of men. Come on, that was too... This one's way queer, isn't it? Okay, all right, well, I'll let you convince me. It's super queer. I'll get to my queer subtext argument. Welcome to my TED talk. Okay. (laughs) That was good fingers you did then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that sounds so lewd. I steepled my fingers. (laughs) Oh, that's a great verb. There you go. Psychologist (laughs) I lifted your chin. I steepled my fingers. Okay, so Paula is doing her first shift at Trixie's doghouse. And the phrase for it is for doggone good chow. I mean, why not? Why not just? Why is that so funny when you say it? Because I'm too posh. I don't know. Why doesn't it say we we will serve you dog food? Like that's what you're basically saying. For doggone good chow. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work in a British accent. I don't really want food that can be described as chow. I don't want to go to a dog themed restaurant, really. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just. You don't Do you know have what to you theme are, it. hungry person? A fucking dog. Get on the ground, I'm going to feed you out of a bowl. Oh my god, do you know what? If it was now, they would feed you in dog bowls. It's like some sort of hipster irony. I don't like themed restaurants anymore. No. I've become that age. God, they would. I really like that uh, website, uh, We Want Plates. We Want Plates, yeah. When they some serve it in like really a shoe. Because... Even now you get those slates. Like, why are we still doing that? Oh, I like chips in a tiny, um, like shopping trolley. I was trying to think what you were miming there. <laughs> rolling action? pin, shopping Tony trolley, rolling any of those. Pin. Probably somewhere does that. Do you know what, one day, it, the logical end point of this is the scene in Black Books where it goes, I'm eating scrambled eggs with a comb from a shoe. <laughs> somewhere we'll do that. <laughs> Black Books themed restaurant. I'm going to copyright that. <laughs> yeah. Just in case someone does it first. Anyway. Manny's place. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. And then on every table, do you remember when Fran had that item that she didn't know what it was? <laughs> yeah. Every table has to have an item that you don't know what it's meant to be. <laughs> you have to guess. And if you can guess what it is, you get your food free. <laughs> anyway, so Paula um, also then has bitchy thoughts about Trixie, who of is her boss who owns the doghouse. Um, yay, sisterhood. <laughs> is Trixie Frenchie from Greece? Yes. Did you get this as well? Did you oh, pick up yeah, on it? Oh yeah, definitely. Because um, she... She's a beauty school dropout. Yeah, she's got a red beehive hairdo, mm-hmm. uh, red lips. She's sort of ditzy in a sort of very friendly way. I attended beauty school for a while, but it wasn't for me. So I dropped out and started waiting on tables. I mean, famously, beauty school dropout. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> which is arguably the most underrated song Oh yeah. in Greece. Um, yeah, okay. I'm glad we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No discussion further nope. needed. <laughs> Nothing needed. And yeah, of course, the outfit. So she wears this uniform, saddle shoes, this pink circle skirt. What's the saddle shoe? Um, like those black leather kind of 50s style ah, okay. shoes. Um, I can't think how to describe them further than that. I think I got it. Yeah. Um, I would have said Mary Jane was more traditional, but that's mm. just me. Um, yeah, and a white blouse. She's also, like you said, got this red beehive, red lipstick. Um, the diner. Oh my God. This is my favorite bit when I was a kid. So the diner, it's got this counter with yellow formica stools. Is that how you say it, formica? Formica? I'm not sure. Fuck. I don't know. Do you know, know what? I just did my audiobook, and it's got that word in it. And I think I said formica. Don't take me as dictionary of pronunciation. I've, I've no idea. Anyway, if you happen to listen to the audiobook of The Gloaming and you're like, 
bit just said that word wrong. There you go. There's my confession right now <laughs> that I clearly didn't know how to say it. My top tip, if you want to write a book, don't put words in there that you don't know how to pronounce. You I should, made that mistake. You should get David to do the next one because he knows so many words and he knows how to pronounce none of them. Oh, like, that. it's amazing. It's like they didn't speak to human beings growing up, but they read so much in books, him and his twin. And then he'll just say a word and it throws you into this weird place where you're like, have I been saying it wrong? Like he said, ether instead mm. of ether once. And I sort of was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> like, it's really weird. He'll do it now though. You'd think he'd grown out of it. My friend said, Ori. He's just going, what is he talking about? Arai. Arai. <gasps> no. I mean, it does look like Ori. I live in fear that I'm going to do this. I'm sure I do it all the time. I sometimes have to rearrange sentences in my head just before I say them because I'm suddenly like, I don't know how you say that word. I'm going to avoid it completely. <laughs> my brother's friend, I love this so much. He said melancholy to be melancholy. <gasps> I love that. My mate in uni said melancholy. No, melancholy. But it's because she was learning Spanish. And oh, it's okay. sort of more the way you do it. But we pissed ourselves laughing. It suits the word more. Melancholy. To say it melancholy. It sounds like, like you're in a lanky. swing, though. No, I think it's like lanky and like... Mm. <laughs> that was a really great mm. lanky teenager. That was my lanky pose. <laughs> anyway, so it's got these yellow something counters. Formica? Formica? Something. Shiny. I hope, I hope it's Formica, otherwise I've fucked it up. I'm probably wrong. Book. Oh, well, never mind. Um, I also had loads of Gallic and French words in there, which was fucking stupid, because I don't speak Gallic or French. Kirsty, you moron. <laughs> anyway, hopefully I got it right. Luckily, lots of people have recorded themselves saying these things and put them on the internet, so I could just listen to it. Um, it's also got black and white tiled floor. It's got booths, which I hope are red vinyl. Oh, yeah, of course. They must be. They must be. Um, it's got a jukebox. Yeah, and of course, I've written Greece. It's just like Greece. Yeah, just like Greece. She I must think have just watched a, it. There was a real 50s revival thing going on in America in the 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because Greece. Yeah. Have I mentioned that I saw it recently and it's really filthy? Yeah. Okay, good. Mm, the song. Yeah, the song's yeah. really filthy. Right. Yeah. I won't cover that again. Though. I also think we'll as well, on. like, the whole thing that um, Rizzo thinks she's pregnant, I think... Because I saw it when I was, like, really little. And to me, that was quite shocking. Because mm. she's been having sex. Oh, my God. God. She's had dirty sex with dirty boys. Exactly. <laughs> Which, at the time, I was like, oh, my God. I... Sandy's not having sex. Oh, no. No. Although she needs to. Um, <laughs> I think she does at the end. I always liked Rizzo the best. Mm-hmm. Although now I've got a really appreciation for Frenchie. Yeah. Especially now she's running this cafe. She's the one you'd want to be friends with, I think. Mm-hmm. Not Sandy. She'd be annoying. No. No. And also, just you can't just no. Rizzo in your twenties, but now oh, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just not. I'm just old. I just can't be asked for that anymore. I'm that old mechanic woman now. Oh yeah, you remember her? I'm just I her. I do. Oh, she was the best. She was good. I'm the um the kind of prissy receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? We're both the principal. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. The word ding 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 ding. The yes. xylophone. Oh That's my god! Me. If we ever go to a dress-up party, can we go as those two with a xylophone and a microphone? Is that too niche? <laughs> Maybe if I play it, the tune. It can't be too niche because David and I almost went to a dress-up party once as uh, Worker and Parasite, the like Soviet version of Itchy and Scratchy from one episode of The Simpsons. That's very specific. No one would know. No, no one would know. <laughs> It'd be fun though. Yeah, but you'd have to explain it to everyone. That's half the fun. Um, anyway, oh, my favourite part of this, by which I mean least favourite, like we do. So there's this big long description of what the diner looks like, and then the book says, it's almost like being in a movie, she concluded. 
What do you mean she concluded? <laughs> to who? In her head? Fucking shit piece of writing. Can I also... Sorry, Sinclair Smith. I do like your other book, but that is a bad piece of writing. It's phoned in, this one. Um, can I also just... this? So this is Trixie Frenchie uh, speaking. You can't imagine how many accidents are just waiting to happen in a restaurant if someone is careless or stupid. We don't want anyone choking, she grabbed her neck, or slipping, she kicked her leg out in the air, or falling and cracking their head open, getting blood all over the place, she hit the side of her red beehive with her hand. That's insane. That's the next bit I was going to read. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead of I'm you. I'm going to leave. <laughs> you, can, you can do this episode. <laughs> I'm going to stop after this. But that's crazy. I know. You don't mime out what you're saying. No, you don't. Would you like a coffee? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You don't. I mean, you like. (laughs) My friend got into a car accident the other day. I mean, that's not really coming across. We're not getting the hang of audio, are we? (laughs) Oh, can they not see? Can't see us. Oh, oh my. They don't have a God. don't have a video feed. Wish I'd not put eyeliner on oh, now. Well. Um, but it's just ridiculous. Like readers, do it. Readers, listeners, do it right now. Like we don't want someone choking, or slipping, or falling and cracking their head open. Just what is this person? It's bonkers, isn't it? Nate Frenchie wouldn't do that. No, she's far too dignified to do that. From now on, I'm going to stop preempting what you're saying. No, you can obviously you can. <laughs> I like the bits that you read out. Um, my point here, and this is going to come up again all the characters think they're in an amateur dramatic show. <laughs> and so they're all overacting constantly. And this is, so the first example was the teacher mm-hmm. who sh- shrieks when he talks. So he thinks he's a, in a fucking amdram. She thinks she's in an amdram. They were all in some like church panto. Oh yeah. That's what's happening here. And th- there are so many examples later where everyone just over dramatizes everything that they do. My first experience of treading the boards um, was in a you church. You just did such a wanky face. <laughs> <laughs> what a punchable face you just did. Treading the boards. Treading the boards, darling. <laughs> I, um, it's quickly to be taken down a okay, notch cool. or two. Um, I was um, the dog from Neighbours in a production I didn't of... Know there was a dog in Neighbours. <laughs> I think there was in the really early 90s. Okay. Um, I think she was called Nanny. And I was that no, dog. No, Peter Pan. Well, okay, so I was that dog in Peter Pan. Not Neighbours. Where did Neighbours come from? I don't know. I feel like we. it was the dog from Neighbours in Peter Pan. So maybe that was a joke at the time. I don't know. I was about four. But I was in a dog outfit. And my only line was, woof, I'm in charge. Oh. Which is one, my personality. That's pretty cute. With little, little chubby eczema Heather. Yeah. Going woof, in a I'm dog in charge. outfit. Oh. Like, imagine me flaking and fat. <laughs> Just cute. saying my one line. <laughs> Probably like this with my hands on my hips, really thrust forward. <laughs> looking at my mum afterwards, who's like waving and crying. <laughs> and then the play goes on. That's anyway, cute. have you been in any plays? Um, I wasn't in a church panto. What were you? I was Scylla Black. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, but now you've said it, it seems so obvious. <laughs> No. Oh my god. Can't even try. Do you know what's really weird? I just listened to her Desert Island Discs like this past week. She's cool though, isn't she? She is quite cool. Mm-hmm. I think she's a massive Tory, but. Oh shit. I mean, Why she's is everyone a fucking Tory. I mean, now she's dead, so. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but I can so see you as. Someone. Yeah, that was me. I just remember, I can't really do accents at all, but I just remember almost all my lines contained Laura Laura. 
everything was a Laura Laura something. <laughs> which was the closest I could get to doing the accent. Your hair's getting higher and higher on your head and mm-hmm. it will only make sense that it's going to flip up <laughs> at some point and you'll walk away with a beehive. Oh, yeah, a red beehive. Maybe. Consider I'm, I'm it. I'm doing um, Edna Mode. You is are. My, is my look. Although yeah. hers is actually a bit longer than mine is now. It is, yeah. It's getting a bit too short. <laughs> As, when the hairdresser cut it, I was a bit like, that's too short, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, oh, mm. that moment when you're like, well, that's my hair. Now. It'll grow. It's fine. It's in the hair. Anyway, back to, um, I was going to call her Frenchie. Trixie. Frenchie. Back to Frenchie. So she shows Paula the walk-in fridge and tells her not to get shut in. Plot point. <sighs> stupid plot point and then shuts her in but it's okay just to show her the emergency handle um and paula's terrified but then it's fine because um she catches sight of herself in the mirror and thinks how she looks pretty and thin i was like like, we all do paula i fucking hate you Mm -hmm. you shallow stupid cow she's (laughs) so i fucking hate her yeah i don't like her she's so self-absorbed i just can't stand her she's not as bad as some characters in the next book we'll be doing i'll say that well, but she's on a sliding scale. Yeah. She's pretty bad. She's pretty bad. I mean, you're allowed to look at yourself and think, I'm quite hot. From I time mean, to time. Yeah, I guess. I just I just don't like the way she does it. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think everyone should look at themselves and be like, I look terrible. But it's just, she's like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Oh, but look how thin I look. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I think David does that from time to time. <laughs> Catch him looking at himself in the mirror and going, yeah, still still hot. Oh, no. <laughs> I take the piss every time. He's like the women in the books that we say don't exist because every time you get a, a book written by a man that's got a middle-aged woman in it, she always looks at her breasts in the mirror and then says, my breasts still look all right. He's like, he's well, that, that woman, woman is David, yeah. Yeah. It's real after all. <laughs> then we meet Cookie, who is a sexy bad girl on a motorbike. She's got short, curly black hair. I quite fancy her. I knew you would. I know. She's my type. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also meet... <gasps> female meatloaf, I've just realised. Our first theme loaf, if you will. Oh, feet loaf? Oh, I don't know. I don't no, like theme loaf. No, I don't like that. <laughs> she can just be a meatloaf. Meatloaf is gender neutral. Meat femme. Oh, again. Oh, femme loaf? None of these are no. working. No. <laughs> um, okay. We've also got Virgilia, who says, My name is Virgilia, but everyone calls me Virgil. Although Paula never calls her Virgil no. at any point, which I was like, that's rude. She's told you that's what her name is. I don't like that name at all. Virgilia. That's horrible. It's like it? you've just mistyped Virginia. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, why are they all stupid names? Yeah, true. Well, we'll I just get don't, to that like in a, the stupid name section. I just don't like it as well. Like, usually I'm like, that's a stupid name. I'm against that as a name. Virgilia. That's mm. horrible, isn't it? It kind of goes in the back of your throat. It's like Flemish. Not the language. I mean, it's Flemmy. quite phlegmy. Yeah. yeah. So Virgilia, <laughs> she is freckled and, quote, owl-like. Which I'm like, she what? Can turn her head all the way around? What do you mean? She's got big eyes. She mainly what? stares in the dark. Just covering feathers. What? <laughs> Don't know what that means. Off then, and up a tree. Could be. Likes to eat mice and then sick up their skeletons. And that is our entire owl knowledge exhausted. <laughs> yes. That's the end of that. Nocturnal. Can be tawny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or brown or snowy. Yes. That's the end of it now. Um, So then customers arrive, including Coraline. Remember Coraline? Mm -hmm. Who fancies Paula or doesn't fancy her. Who is Trixie's niece. And also Garth. This basic 
dickhead that they're all fighting over for no apparent reason. No one, no attractive such person an idiot. has ever been called Garth. Well, you just picture him as Garth from Wayne's World. Or Garth Marenghi. Neither of which is great. No. More like a mix of the two. Oh. I mean, they're not, they're playing characters who are like not meant to be attractive though. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, not good. Paula, oh God. Paula is the definition of a too stupid to love heroine. Paula switches on the coffee machine without putting a pot in. <laughs> then she doesn't screw the lids on, on the salt and the mustard, so that when people pick them up, they the lids fall off and they get salt and mustard everywhere. She's the epitome of you had one job. Like, a five-year-old could do this. My nephew could do this. <laughs> Why is she so useless? And she's like, I've never been a waitress before. And you're like, yeah, but you've been a functional human before. <laughs> you've eaten food and drink before. You understand how a salt shaker works. <laughs> You have to put the fucking lid on. Oh, I hate her. Anyway, then Coraline goes to the loo and full-on screams at the top of her lungs and sobs because the water suddenly got hot. And Is she five? Is she fucking five? Is everybody in this book secretly five? Is it Rugrats? What is going on? That's like having an American in Britain, though. Because in America, in everywhere else in the world apart from the UK, they have one tap. One, like, faucet that's attached to the... Faust. (laughs) One Faustus faucet. (laughs) Need to deal with the devil. devil. (laughs) Not two. Look at us showing off that we knew what that was. I know. That was wanky. That was Peter Larange's level of, like, let's show off our education. (laughs) We've got English degrees. In my English class at school, there was a really old version of that poster, so we thought it said (laughs) Faustus. Sounds weird. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> you know when the S looks like an F? Because yes. it's so weird to not name. Oh, that's Dr. what Faftif. I used to call it forever now. Do you ever do that accidentally? You do an in-joke in front of someone who doesn't know the in-joke and oh, you just yeah. think you're an idiot? All the time. All the time. You do it with, uh, what do you call, bath? Oh, we do this all the time. So me and Annie, just, you know, that way you're married and you just become dickheads. We use like <laughs> stupid made up words, so it's various things like we'll say I'm gonna have a bath, meaning like I'm gonna go and have a bath. I don't know why this started, or like it will be sausages, like for a sausage <laughs> or things like that. Um, or I think a lot of people call their dog Doge, but you know we call dog Doge things like that. But then every now and then I'll do that in front of somebody that doesn't know the joke, and they're like, "What is wrong with her? What's a bath?" <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like some sort of, It sounds like an architectural um, feature. Like a bass relief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll be why. Um, God, where did that? Where we got on from that? Faucet. We got in from that because she's. They've got a fauftuf. Fauftuf. <laughs> they've got the fauftuf. <laughs> so you know, how in the UK, we have two taps. You yeah. have like a hot tap and a cold tap and two faucets, which Sometimes. is stupid. Only, yeah, but but there's a reason for that. Is there? It's only an old buildings usually no we've got it in our and ours is like 20 years old oh well I it think used it's... to be that it was in old buildings because the hot water came from a tank ah, that was separate so right. and the cold water came through the pipes so that's why they were separate taps so in like all of north america and most of the world they have just one actual faucet yeah. and two taps 
and so you can equate you can have an equitable temperature of the water yeah. whereas americans come here and they're like why is one stream boiling hot and another is freezing cold and then you have to fill the bowl up and it's really stupid I mean, it is stupid so yes yeah, so i was just like well you've just just put your hand on the hot tap there but i like that she says the handles switched suddenly scalding me which you wouldn't say you, <laughs> you would say the handles switched and you'd end there if you were a panic suddenly scalding me, suddenly scalding me. <laughs> what an idiot she's but even the fact that if you imagine you scald your hands you go oh fuck Oof. You don't scream and sob unless you're a child. <laughs> unless also a knife jumps out of the t- sink and stabs you There as we well. go. So this is what I'm saying. I'm calling it. Everyone thinks they're in a fucking Amdram in the show. Everyone's fucking still a black or a dog in a church panto. <laughs> i stabbed. The knife suddenly pierced my breast. <laughs> Come on. Dying. It's like a Shakespeare play. It's terrible. Uh, anyway, Paula thinks that Coraline did this, did this on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the dolls on purples bisexual purpose purples. yeah exactly so much queer subtext in this so, book. Much. so paula thinks that she did it on purpose to frame her because apparently it's all about paula everything that happens and also that anyone cares that this dumb jock guy sort of maybe once looked at you a bit mm. but you're not really sure excellent paula i fucking hate you spoiler she doesn't even die oh god so anyway then she's talking to cookie and Paula speaks solely in info dumps. Why have I said that? Hang on. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Thanks, said Paula gratefully. But, she added slowly, it's not just a job. It's not easy starting in a new school after my year's already begun. And moving, leaving my friends. See, my dad died last year and for months my mum hardly did anything. <laughs> my mom. Then all of a sudden she threw herself into this flurry of activity. She got this high-powered job here. We had to move. As a matter of fact, she was just called out of town on business. She may be away for a couple of weeks. Jesus Christ. I stopped caring about her Nobody sentence, asked, didn't Paula. Yeah, no one cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. I feel like I want a little badge that said nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Um, over the next few days... She goes to school, she works at the diner. There's a series of childish pranks, like somebody puts red dye in the hand soap. There's a napkin with this phrase written on it, think you're funny, you just might die laughing, which seems to refer to absolutely nothing no. whatsoever that's happened. It's all very one note, isn't it? And it's just pointless. None yeah. of this serves any purpose to the point that at the end they're like, why would this person do this? It doesn't even make sense. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't fucking make sense. It serves no purpose. It serves, <laughs> <laughs> it serves no purpose. <laughs> Thanks, Fauter. <laughs> Just Coraline. call me Dr. Fauter. I will. Coraline says that she wants to be friends and she invites Paula to a party at the diner, which I'm like, great, a party at my work. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds brilliant. I have to fucking clean up after. Um, but then, in gym class, she knocks Paula out while dancing, question, accidentally. And then I was like, that sounds like something I would do. Yeah, like knock, elbow. Accidentally knock somebody out while dancing. That was me playing indoor hockey. Accidentally Ooh. trip them and they smash their face on the wall. How's that go? Accidentally, quote. I'm not the fastest, I'm not the best at the game, but I will really fuck up your face. But I am the most violent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the most terrible. So then she has a nice day with Cookie. Uh, the entire purpose of which is to set up a stupid jump scare. They're going to get hit by a truck. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, my God, but it's got the Skip best. Skip to later, they've swerved. Okay, bye. It's got the best shit line in the book, though, which is this. 
so many to choose from. I know, but this is a work of art. Cookie had turned slightly to face Paula and had momentarily taken her eyes off the road. Something that was very unlike the devoted vehicle enthusiast that she was. Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Why would you like that? The devoted Say vehicle. Say that again. <laughs> the devoted. <clears throat> Cookie had turned slightly to face Paula and had momentarily taken her eyes off the road. Something that was very unlike the devoted vehicle enthusiast she was. <laughs> that she was. When someone's driving badly, I always think that. They've taken their eyes off the road, which is very unlike the devoted, the vehicle, devoted vehicle enthusiast that they are. <laughs> Just because she likes cars or bikes doesn't mean she's a good driver. No. Anyway, stupid, stupid. And we're also reminded for the third time within 37 pages that her mum's away. Did, did you remember that her mum's away? away? Her mum's away. Oh, I, In case I you're thought, wondering where her mum is, her mum's away. I thought her mum was here, but... No, her she's away. Oh, okay. So her mum's away. I can tell you again in another... I'll forget, so do, okay, do bring it up again. again. Wait, is her mum... Well, so, I mean, in terms of numbers, we're being reminded every 10 pages that her mum's away. So oh, my God. You, it'll come back again, don't worry. It doesn't, though. It, it's no, it like doesn't. got absolutely no fucking point to the plot, I've just realised. No, there's no relevance to oh it. Oh, my God. Nothing happens at her house. I guess it's the point is, like, she's got nobody to talk to, but she has got someone to talk to. This book is, like, they've taken all the odd bits that they cut out of other point horror books and then just slapped a title on it. Yeah. And put oh. it in a diner. Yeah. I know. Um, anyway, so she has quite... Oh no, I've done that bit. He has a nice day with Cookie. Yep. Next, can you tell this plot? It's just like, it's, and then it, this, and then this. Nothing. So when you write a story, it's meant to be that you can't take one part out or it all falls apart. It should all be, and then this happens because of the previous thing. But with this, it's like, hey, then this thing. Oh, now another thing. For no apparent reason. You could take all of the middle bits out and just leave the start and the end and it would make as much sense mm-hmm. as it does with it all in. Mm-hmm. Which is none. No. So. <laughs> anyway, so then it's time for the party. The place, Heather, let me tell you, the place has been transformed. Oh my God. That's what it says. It's tr- she can barely recognise it. It's transformed. There's coloured lights. Oh, wow. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's night time and they're and usually there in the day. Now. And it's, she can't, she can barely recognise it. The lights, they were this colour and now they're a different colour. And the music that's always on, it's slightly louder. Yeah. And, and the people, some more people who are sitting, usually, predominantly, they're, they're some of them now have stood up. You wouldn't believe the change. And it's slightly different people. Not all different, <laughs> just some are different than is usually there. Instead of eating dog food, they're now drinking it from a cup. Exactly. <laughs> so then Coraline says that Paula crashed the party. Oh my God, that was her plan all along. What a stupid plan. So so you go to the effort of inviting someone just to say, oh, actually, you're not invited. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's almost like she plotted this book. That's the level of plot <laughs> that is in her plot. So then Paula, oh, fucking hell, Paula. Paula goes out to the parking lot where she's parked around the back by the woods. Oh, good idea. Good Paula, idea. have you never seen a horror film? Also, why there are always woods? Yeah, <laughs> behind the back of a diner. Right? Urban woods. <laughs> what? Why are there woods there? Anyway, we're now halfway through the book. Um, and at this point, I was like, I'm so bored. Um, all the characters are horrible. Paul is just going to school and then waitressing. No one is threatening her. There is no mystery to be solved. Like, halfway through, I was like, what is this book? What's the point of this? <laughs> Blech. They knew it would sell. That's not I mean, I guess. I fucking bought it and loved it. So, so they I. knew what they were doing. Anyway, in the parking lot, someone... Right. Someone runs up to her, grabs her keys from her hand. Oh no! Oh, but it's Garth. Oh, what a nice but then guy! I was like, my, 
why the fuck did you snatch her fucking keys out of her hand? Yeah, how rude. That's not cool. No. Punch like, him. what would be the purpose of him doing that? Anyway, he tells her again that his car is in the garage. Don't know why this is relevant. I feel like almost all their conversations around cars. about cars and him <laughs> saying that his car's in the garage and saying, or rather, the garage, <laughs> and saying that he can't come and pick her up because he hasn't got his car, which I was like, this is going to be relevant. No. No, it's not, not at all. Intended. Nope. Um, they got for milkshakes. He says that he and Coraline only had two dates and that's it. And then Coraline and her friends overhear them talking and then they're angry that he's not at the party and then I'm like, why aren't you at the party? Yeah. Why did she leave the party and go to this other diner for no reason? Because drama. Because it's convenient? Because they need it for the plot. It doesn't make any sense. He also (sighs) says, I want to convince you that I'm a real fun guy. He's in mushroom. Well, I was like, unless you're doing a mushroom joke... You can't say that. <laughs> if, you, if you've got a mushroom hat on, you can say Maybe that. Maybe she's forgot to mention that he's entirely dressed in white and has a red hat like with white Mario, spots on it. Yeah. The mushroom out of Mario. Yeah. That would be the only time it would be acceptable to say, I'm a real fun guy. Have you shoehorned that in just so you can talk about how shit I am at Mario? No, but thanks. Oh. <laughs> I wrote these notes before I saw how shit you were at Mario. <laughs> it's actually Yoshi's <laughs> Island that I'm really bad at. It was quite... It was quite um, quite enjoyable because normally you display a high level of competency while doing things. You know, I've seen you drive, I've seen you cook, and you're like very competent. It was quite fun to watch you be so shit at something. Never seen you be really. Your friendship shit feels at weird today. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never, just never seen that before. It's incredible, Made isn't you it? You seem more human. Oh, thanks, seem, as if I'm not. Yeah, fully I know. convinced that you I know are you're human. actually a Faustian uh, alien character. <laughs> you're Heather P. Human. <laughs> <laughs> it is astonishing how like, I panic. Here's what happens: there's too much going on, and I'm too tense playing the game, and then I panic and run into the danger. So the amount of times I fucking run into those big plants that eat yeah. you is uh, it's astonishing. And then you also refuse to go fast. So if the thing being is careful behind you, it gets you. I'm being careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just terrible. It's I'm just, just terrible. It's quite funny. I'm much I, better. I'm quite shit at games, but I look like a game expert compared to you. Yes, and you very much ganged up on me with David <laughs> to laugh about how bad I was, but I think I took it all very well. You did. It was just so out of character. That's why it was fun. Good save. Because you're normally very good at things. Anyway, so he's a mushroom. <clears throat> I feel like stuff in the book is kind of happening now. Um, her locker gets trashed and her waitress uniform gets slashed. P.S. This is not relevant to the plot whatsoever. Nope. Um, in fact, to the point that in the final chapter they go, oh yeah, and actually the killer didn't do that. Somebody else did that. Great. Cool. <sighs> well, I say killer. There's no killer. Nobody does no. in this book. Um, then Trixie's annoyed that she's late but lets her have this spare uniform that's down in the dark, creepy basement. And then I remember that I used to work in a place like that I used to work in a, not in a basement, but I used to work in a cafe. It used to be a dominatrix. <laughs> yeah, another story. Um, I used to work in this cafe that was an old bank and the vault was still downstairs. So it was basically like a creepy basement downstairs with like massive clanking metal doors and we would keep the cash and stuff in the old vault. That's really cool. Yeah, it was also creepy though. Oh, there's no more story there? No. Oh, Okay. No, there's not really a story. They should have put that in the book. I know, that's that's more story. <laughs> that has more consequence than anything that happens in this book. Um, also, then she takes a covered plate 
to Coraline's table, it's a twitching dead rat. Customers cry out, all the customers are in Amdram as well, because they cry out, awful, sickening, horrifying. <laughs> I have to name my reactions when I'm having them. Oh, shocked. <laughs> Disgusted. Horrifying. Vomitating. <laughs> have we got to her neighbour? Have you got any notes about her neighbour? Do you know, I think I cut that out because he was so irrelevant. Yeah. He was an irrelevant to the plot. <laughs> yeah, he was very specifically Mr. Heckles from Friends, like the way he was described. Do you know the guy who lives downstairs from them and bangs on the ceiling with his... That. I thought it was an old lady that lived downstairs. No, no, no. He... I think you've seen Friends a lot more recently than I have. No, I haven't. I've just got... I watched it so much because I had the first four series on VHS and watched mm. them, like, obsessively. Yeah, um... Mr. Heckles used to bang on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Um, and he had birds, and then he died, and he left them all to them. Oh, I do remember that. But, yeah, he, he describes him exactly as Mr. Heckles from Friends. So I'm imagining, imagining Frenchie from Greece and Mr. Heckles from Friends. And then, like, yeah, so this author, Garth uh, from Wayne's World. Over a weekend, she watched a bit of Friends, and she watched Greece. And then on Monday, as soon as she got an email, she wouldn't have at the time. She got a letter saying, do you want to write a point in horror book? And she was like, uh, okay. And then she looked at a Wayne's World poster and she was like, I've pretty much got it, sorry. Yeah, got, yeah. got it sorted. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'll try and fire through this. Then Virgilia takes the rat, she realises it's a toy. Um, Paula and Garth kiss outside and then we um, kind of break point of view because we're mostly in Paula's point of view. And then we're, we find out that they're being watched by someone with an expression of bitterness, hatred and madness. Which again, that's quite a lot. A bit much. How you like you're trying to poo? <laughs> <laughs> That's my default face. Just any always any emotion. Just any emotion is poo face. Um, so then Paula's car breaks down. Cookie offers her a lift on her bike. Queer subtext. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They should. They're fucking definitely super queer. Then Trixie comes along and Paula goes with her because Cookie's only got one helmet. And then there's some bits about a guy gets poisoned at a drive-through and someone puts a rock through Paula's window and her creepy neighbour comes in. And it's basically just waffle to fill pages. Um, she speaks to the mechanic about her car and he apparently also thinks that he's in Amdram um, because he starts shouting at her um, because, she, because he says someone pours sugar in your gas tank and she says, what? Are you absolutely sure? And he starts literally screaming... Paula held the receiver away from her ear until his yelling subsided. Literally, he's yelling down the phone at her. Because she said, are you sure? About yeah. a really weird thing. Yeah. Either customer service in America is bizarre or everyone just thinks they're in a bad play. Yeah. I think it's the latter. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. Um, anyway, so Garth says he'll pick her up, but he can't drop her till later. Again, all they really talk about is Cars, driving to various places. I don't know why they fancy each other at all. Maybe they both fancy cars. I mean, maybe. Maybe this is the precursor to J.G. Bauer's crash, which we have mentioned before. That does put a different spin on the book, <laughs> if we think of it as a... Yeah, the prequel. prequel crash, crash prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it much better. Oh, Paula felt a chill in her heart. She remembered the spinning circular blade with its glinting edge of steel. Maybe she is into <gasps> mechanics. She is. Oh, my word. Oh, dear. I mean, to be fair, it's not sexy in the book. You've just read it like that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no reason to think that she finds it sexy in any way. You don't know it's well, not like that in the book. I guess I don't. Um, anyway, so then Paula finishes her shift, 
that has to come back for something that she forgot. Fucking oh, blah, 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 blah. It's dark, someone attacks her and does more Amdram. So this might remind you of something. A kitchen can be a scary place, the voice went on. There's glass, a glass shattered against the wall with a threatening, splintering sound. There's fire. Anyway, blah, 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 you get the point. Yeah. They do a bit of Amdram. Um, surprise, surprise, it's Trixie. For no reason. Well, no, For here's no the reason. reason. Here's the reason. She's angry that the kids leave and she's stuck here and they're snobby to her. And Paul is like, uh, no, we're not. Poor Trixie, you wanted to get back at everybody who thought you were dumb for being a waitress and the only one who thought that was you. And I'm like, no, Paula, you fucking cow. You mocked her hmm. multiple times. Yeah. So. But nothing in the book really points to it being Frenchy. No. Um, and there's no real concept, like... But by the way, we're not even at the end because we've now got this weird, I don't even know. Clearly there weren't enough pages in this book. So she's like, oh, I can't end it yet. Because so Paula, she's in this kitchen full of knives. She doesn't shout at Trixie. She doesn't try and reason with her. She doesn't try and grab a knife. She throws a bunch of eggs on the floor. Yep. And then she runs to the basement and falls down the stairs. I like Paula, Paul. how are you alive? I've, I've noted this as egg situation. Um, in a few seconds, the floor was covered with a slimy mass of raw eggs and shells. Trixie saw what was happening. Frenchie saw what was happening, mm. but not fast enough to annoy the, avoid the mess. She lost her footing and slid halfway across the kitchen. It stopped her all right, but now Trixie and the slimy egg mess were in between Paula and the kitchen doorway. Trixie and the slimy egg, ne- egg mess is my band. That's such a great band name. <laughs> it's the only thing to be taken away from this that's not total shit. Like... She walked stiffly to avoid slipping on the eggs. That is the entire consequence of that. And it gets worse. So Paula falls down the stairs and she says, I've fallen and I can't get up, she realised. Which is 100% on purpose. It was a massive catchphrase in the 80s and 90s. Really? You don't know this. I've fallen and I can't get up. From the infomercial. Oh, right. I've fallen and I can't get up. I see. And it was, like, I even looked this up. Um, I've had a lot of free time lately. And it was mocked on The Fresh Prince. It was mocked on Golden Girls, on Roseanne. Oh, I loads see. Of stuff. So she 100% intentionally oh, put that line in there. God. For what purpose? It really ages a book as well. Fucking hell. Anyway, Trixie locks her in the fridge. Um, but it's okay because 110 pages ago we found out that there's a safety handle. <laughs> oh no, Trixie removed the safety handle. Damn. But then she uses a bolt to open it. It's all fucking busy What's work, the point isn't again? it? It's yeah. just busy work. It's just like, I have not got enough pages. I love like, the phrase busy work. I did um, NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, which is really good fun. I did it for years. I haven't done it for a long time now, but in my when I was kind of trying to learn how to write novels and stuff, I did that. I think I did it five times even. Oh, wow. Um, it's really good fun. Like You end up writing bullshit, obviously, but yeah. it's a good psychological exercise. My that's the type of thing that I did. <laughs> my birthday's in November, so I always dropped off. At like the last half of the month and couldn't yeah. finish. Yeah. No, I, I finished it every time. Because if I've said I'll do it, I fucking do it even if I don't want to anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, you end up writing things like that because you're like, I've not got enough words, but I've not got anything to say. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so then she drives off in a car, but there's a man tailgating her, flashing his lights. Oh, oh well, God. she thinks. She drives onto Lonesome Lane. Oh, Exactly. You're like, I nearly threw the book at this point. I was like, it's not going to end well, is it? Also, why are they always driving and being tailgated and literally... Who would lonesome lane? (laughs) Isn't it like, do you remember we did the other one and the housing complex was called The Shadows? And you're like, why would you live in a place called The Shadows? I mean, I think I've told you about Butthole Road in Doncaster. 
What? It was an actual name Shut of up. an actual street in Doncaster, Butthole, B-U-T-T space H-O-L-E road. Was that not somebody's graffitied it? No, Butthole Road. Oh, no. And then they changed it to Archer's Way. I thought you were going to say something about arses. <laughs> Should have been arses way. <laughs> Butthole Road. Oh, that's bad. Why did... I mean, Everyone come on. I think you were winding them up. If you gave your address over the phone, they'd be like, stop taking the piss. Yeah. If it was in a point horror book, we'd be like, never happened. Yeah. That's true. Ridiculous. Anyway, so she's on Lonesome Lane. She realises, oh my God, Trixie's in the back seat. She's got a knife. Um, but then she drops the knife and starts crying. Yeah. And that's the end. Um, that's they, the... Well, no, they drive to the police station and it says, all along the way, Paula kept asking herself the same question. Where did the knife go? And well might you answer, because there's two more chapters after this and the knife is never mentioned again. Because it's probably just on the floor of so the car. So where did the knife go? Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares is, who cares? like, the entirety of this book. Like, when, when we said, let's talk about this book, it should have just been like, no, nah, who cares? Yeah, we should... <laughs> the, no episode this week, because it's tedious. nobody cares. Mm. <laughs> Look at my badge. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, so then, the next chapter... A couple of weeks, and it almost seemed as if the whole thing never happened. So, not only do we all think it's completely inconsequential, even they the do characters as well. think it's completely inconsequential. Um, the doghouse is run by Trixie's cousin, Shep, who presumably is a dog, because a human wouldn't be called Shep. Fido came in and really took over the whole mm. place. <laughs> Come on, Woofy. <laughs> and then Coraline has to wash dishes the fucking end ha 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 everything's fine nobody cares what an entirely pointless waste of everyone's time yep <laughs> they should have used that as the tagline the waitress <laughs> a pointless waste of everyone's time the waitress time. don't bother um why do we like this book so much Why're I don't we know just fucking idiots oh, yeah I think we had no taste some of these point horrors I reread them and I'm like oh, that's actually quite good that one is so bad it's so bad and yet so many people remember it also plot holes um why would trixie do things that damage her business why would she like put a fake rat yeah on the plate? that damages her business why would she do that yeah yeah what i mean there's sense. so many plot holes and also half you... the things it's like if she's trying to get back at the staff there's no consequences for the staff so whatever the rat n- nothing happens nobody gets fired no. she puts the red food coloring in the soap Nobody gets in trouble for it. It's just people's hands are red. What's, but it's like n- low-level shit. But she's trying to get back at the staff, but nothing happens. You know how you get back at staff? You fire your staff. Yeah. And then they don't have any money. Or you give them shit working conditions. You, yeah, or you kill one of them. Like, yeah. just, any of this. This is all you horror put stuff. put red fucking food colouring in the soap. Also, why didn't Trixie kill Paula at the diner or at all? Mm. When she could have multiple times, she just fucking slipped on eggs that she threw on the floor and fell down the stairs. She could have just hit her on the head and said she hit her head falling down the stairs. She could have just locked her in the fridge at any point by taking the thing out. Yeah. Ineffective murderer. Just, just, right. Let's do our checklist. 90s things? Stupid names. Virgilia Cookie, which is short for Angelina. So obviously I'm picturing Angelina Jolie in Gia. Oh, Yeah obviously she's my favorite in um girl interrupted oh that's disturbing I find her really attractive i know it's it's <laughs> no. creepy though isn't it yeah because i fancy her in that but then i'm like ah, i really shouldn't yeah no i think i fancy her in gia the most which also is kind of disturbing because she's dying yeah she's very good in that role, she's though. beautiful in that as well um trixie is actually short for patricia is it mm-hmm. oh interesting which we were talking about this yesterday if you were called patricia would you be pat or patty 
or Trish or Trisha, and I didn't even think about Trixie. Mm. I think I would have to be Patty. Like or Patty Rish. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull off Rish. I just don't think I'm good enough for that. Um, there's also Garth. Ugh. How can you fancy somebody called Garth? You can't. It's you can't. impossible. I'm Physically impossible. Uh, American Di- things. Oh, we, we were doing American things. Obviously the diner. Yeah, obviously the diner. Um, getting run off the road by someone seems to be an increasingly American thing. It's always in every fucking book. Oh, yeah. Someone's run off the road. Is that quite a common thing that happens? Maybe. I don't know. Build um, more road. I also noticed that there's a phrase, the straightaway. Like, I'm driving on the straightaway, which means a straight road, I guess. Oh, never heard that never before. Heard before. Um, oh, my God, so many 90s things. Uh, computer discs. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Someone had loads of things on their computer discs. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that got stolen for no purpose whatsoever. Um, there's also music tapes on the stereo. Also, I quite like this. So, Aloysius, remember him, the teacher, he's weird because he comes into the diner and he says he wants a soy burger with tofu and tahini, which I guess at the time was like really bizarre and hippie-ish, but now is just pretty normal. Just I'll give you at my house. Yeah. yeah, it's like pretty. You wouldn't think that was weird. If you went in a restaurant and they had a soy burger, you wouldn't be like, what is this? Freaks. Weird things. So that was very <laughs> 90s to me. Um, fashion. There's one outfit that I noticed, which is, picture this. A white cashmere off-shoulder jumper, black jeans and short suede boots. I would actually wear that. Yeah, I think I've got that. A white cashmere jumper. Why? How can she afford a fucking cashmere jumper? I'd, I'd stain that in a second. Well, that yeah. That would be the biggest waste of money. Who can fucking dry clean? How, how does this teenager afford a jumper like that? And she'd have to dry clean it. We also have the outfit for the work, which is, well, this is what um, Frenchie is wearing. Bobby socks and saddle shoes, pink flared skirt, white frilly brows, Brows, blouse with black piping and a black like apron. Frilly, frilly brows. Have we got a too stupid to live heroine? Uh, yes, I fucking hate her. Not only is she so dumb, she's also a judgmental bitch. I can't stand her. I think she's awful. Can I present some evidence to the court? Paula tried to run for the door, but she kept banging into the counter. You can bang into the counter once. Kept banging. Kept. She's like a toy, like a wind up <laughs> toy that just keeps <laughs> banging. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying how does she function as an adult human <sighs> or a teenage human or a teenage human like a, a grown up human how is she still alive I do. yeah and her mum obviously thinks ugh, her mum obviously thinks she's capable enough to be left on her own or her mum just doesn't care no well maybe <laughs> her mum's like if I go away she'll throw some eggs and fall down the stairs and then I'll be free of her <laughs> do we have a sexy bad boy sociopath um, no. Not really. So Garth is described as lean, muscular, and blonde. That's all we've got. Um, he Such also has, another. quote, dreamy, faraway eyes. And a, and no, 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 stuck in a book. Sorry, yeah. He's got a dreamy, <laughs> faraway look, and I've put, uh, that's called being thick as mints. Yeah. <laughs> <Thick> <laughs> he's a fucking mints. idiot. That's what. That's why he's staring dreamily into the distance. I can only think of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Dreamy, faraway look. And a nose stuck in a book. My favourite, um, I think it was a Tumblr post, and it was like, oh, there goes Belle singing her daily mean song about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on Belle's side there. Well, yeah. No, Death, she's mean. Belle's mean. I'm really troubled by Beauty and the Beast. I won't even go into it. I love it. I'm troubled by it on many levels. Death Toll is a zero. Yeah, none. None. Not even a rat. Queer subtext all over the fucking place. <clears throat> Here we go. I'll be ready for my queer subtext. I'm going to steeple my fingers for this. Um, so Paula clearly fancies Cookie. She describes her as pretty, funny, and popular. Mm. She both envies her and desires her. When the car breaks down, Cookie says, 
I can't tell what's wrong with it. And then she also says, I can't tell what's wrong between us either. Mm. And then I was in my head, I was like hearing the sax at the start of Careless Whisper. Kiss. Exactly. Get, get on the motorbike and kiss. And Coraline fancies Paula. I think maybe Paula fancies her back um, because she says, when she's thinking about the party, she says, I wonder what Coraline will be wearing, she thought, toying with an earring. Mm. They all fucking fancy each other they and do. they don't know what to do with it. Maybe if Cookie and Paula get together, because Cookie's quite practical. Yeah. She can fucking sort Paula out. Yeah, maybe. Like, like uh, Annie sorted you <laughs> I know. I'm I don't repeatedly bang into a no, you don't. when I'm trying to walk through a door. Annie is very practical, though. She is. Although I made our flat pack chairs that you're sitting on. Oh. Our lovely uh, mid century mock. You falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very well made. <laughs> I made them myself. You're very good. Thank you. I mean, I didn't. I just put them together. We can say it. Tightened the screws and stuff. Um, she also. Here's another thing. Paula, while she's daydreaming about kissing Garth. Coraline's face appears in her head instead. If you're fucking a boy and a woman's face appears in front of a boy's face, you're gay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. That's that. So I can't believe you're like, there's no queer subtext. I know. It's queer as fuck. I All think the it, women fancy each other. I think it's because the book lulled me into a coma through right. its sheer boredom. I think it just, I think I was just experiencing it like some sort of shit dream. Yeah. Like it just went by me and then afterwards I was like, I can't remember what, what happened. Just, I don't know what care. happened, but it was shit. <laughs> So much of my life can be <laughs> described that way. Everything I go to, I don't know what happened to his shit. Speaking of really boring dreams, I had a dream last night that I was going to um, descale someone's kettle. See, when someone starts a sentence, speaking of boring dreams, <laughs> do, do you think that everyone then goes, please continue? <laughs> I think it's funny because it's so boring. Okay, then. Descale someone's kettle. We don't even need to descale kettles here. No, and we didn't. I didn't anyway because I woke up. Oh well. Useless. Oh, so someone out there has got a scaly kettle. Oh no, I won't be able to sleep thinking who it might be. But you'll have to sleep so you can clean it. <laughs> okay. Dream date two. Have <laughs> scale someone's kettle. <laughs> I've never even done it before. I've never even done don't it to any of mine. Do I don't know. We don't need to. Apple cider vinegar? I don't know. But we don't need to. What bizarre thing to scales? <laughs> I don't know. Is it good? No. One? Yeah, no more. I did love it as a kid, though. Yeah, but we were fucking fools. Pure idiots. What is wrong with us? Um, Is it good, bad? No! It's not even, like, fun. Two? One. No. Burn it. Come on. No, I'm not having it. It's not that bad. It is. I didn't even pick up on the gaze. Oh, that's sad. The gay gaze. That's sad that you missed the gaze. I know. Yeah, Yeah, it's rubbish. The gay gaze. (laughs) I just got that. Just got that, yeah. Um... (laughs) No, I'm not having it. One. Okay. Burn the book. Oh, no, um, okay. It's not as bad as The Witness. I'll have to give it a two. It's not as bad as The Shitness. I'll have to give it a two. Um, so we've got The Shitness, and what should we call the waitress? The Wineness? No. Oh, that's the a hate-ness? horrible word. The, the, the hate, Wineness. The Hateress. Mm, dickress. Mm, that's the rhyme. We'll work on it. What are we doing next? Ah, well, much more fun. Uh, the Train. Yeah. Okay. The Train by we'll Diane see. Ho. <laughs> um, which I'm quite excited to talk about. That was also one of my favourites when I was a kid. Although I've already established, clearly I knew nothing. We've worked into the collection that I had, because I had that book, and I also had the Point Horror 3 collection mm. that we've got the train in, which also includes The Window by Carol Ellis and Hit and Run by R.L. Stein. Yes, which... Look out for them in season three. Yeah, because we've got them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that the condition of this is used acceptable. 
Which should be my condition as well. <laughs> used. Used but acceptable. It's good on a dating profile. <laughs> used. Acceptable. Just a comma between the two as well. Yeah, used. Acceptable. I like that. Heather, like 31. Used. Acceptable. Oh. Where can people find us online to check how used and or acceptable you are? Well, please don't judge how used and acceptable I am. Um, they can find us at Teenage Screen Pod on Instagram where there will be no pictures of us ever. Um, and they can find us at Teenage Scream underscore on Twitter, mm-hmm. where we might do a cheeky selfie once or twice. We might. We'll be dressed as the waitresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what can people do if they want to support the podcast, Kirsty? They can look us up on Patreon, um, where all our most favouritest people go and hang out. Yeah. And if you give it the $5 or above level, you get a, an extra bonus episode every month. And um, we are doing Christopher Pike at the moment, who we hate with the power of a thousand suns. I, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we're just about to do a scavenger hunt for next month's Patreon, um, which whatever you think happens at the end of scavenger hunt, you are wrong. <laughs> I could never have predicted this. I could have had a hundred goes at guessing the end of this book and I couldn't have guessed it. It has reference to some of the baddies in Donkey Kong Country. Can you tell we've just got a SNES in my hands <laughs> and all my references are ninety SNES games now? <laughs> um, yeah, I wow, that book. Yeah, so if you want to support us, we would absolutely love it. Um, and if you don't want to do that at the moment, that's cool. We just really appreciate you listening. I like that I, my stomach got in its massive long growl that's like every episode now. Yeah, I don't know was, if you heard that. It that was, was excessive. We need to have that every episode so people can take it off. Okay, so I'll make sure I'm hungry before the next episode. Okay. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.